0: This episode contains a trigger warning for pregnancy loss, mental health, gun violence, school shootings, sexual assault, and domestic violence. Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Badly Branded Podcast. I'm your host, Beulah Marie, and if you've been following this show for a while, you'll know that I was on a bit of a hiatus due to travel followed, unfortunately, by COVID. And wow, a lot has gone down since our last episode on April 21st. Before we proceed, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the mass shootings that have been plaguing our country in recent days, weeks, months, and years. I'm devastated by these occurrences and I want to talk about them, but I've decided to record a special episode dedicated specifically to my thoughts and feelings on all of that. So don't be surprised if today, in this episode, I gloss over the Uvalde rob elementary school shootings in Texas and other recent shootings from grocery stores to flea markets and churches and more. It's heartbreaking. It's unacceptable. And if you want further thoughts and commentary on those issues, tune into my special episode titled Enough. It feels impossible to segue onto a new topic, because there's just no transition that is sensitive or nuanced enough, nor is any topic I'm gonna talk about today as important as these mass shootings and the gun problem in the United States. And so you're just gonna have to be okay with some non sequiturs today, and I thank you in advance for that. So since we last spoke, well, I have a lot of notes jotted down, so let's just see what we get through today um, and what I can get to. Before we do get into all of that, though, today is June 2nd, and so a happy Pride Month to all. I posted this on my socials, and I'll say it here again that this Pride Month and always, I want to tell you that if you're someone who wants or needs to come out, I'm here to be a non judgmental, listening, and accepting ear to support, to help, you know. Keep your secrets and guard your heart until, if and when, you're ready to open up to the world. I'm happy to be a safe, accepting, inclusive space and to stand in pride and solidarity with you and alongside you. Also, in a semi kind of related note, but not really, um, <laughs> I mentioned in some previous episodes that I collect Barbies. Well, I was very excited to receive the limited edition, special edition. Laverne Cox signature Barbie doll from the Tribute Collection. Um, it's the first trans Barbie. Um, unfortunately, this beautiful doll came in a damaged box, and so it's not on display yet. Um, and I might have to wait until possibly July 20th to get uh, her replacement, so that stinks. But at any rate, it is cool to have the, the first trans Barbie modeled after the iconic and beautiful Laverne Cox. Um Anyway, I was going to talk about the Met Gala and what a queen Blake Lively was on the red carpet and her amazing dress and reveal. But that, along with so many other things, just seem like too much time has passed. Um, so I just want to give it a mention, but I'm not going to go in real deep with it. Um, also, you know, some other stuff has happened in the entertainment world. Um, Naomi Judd died by suicide. Ray Liotta passed away there's just been a lot. So rest in peace to Naomi and Ray. Uh, And yeah, let's just skip the Met Gala for now. Um, Blake reigned supreme and that's that. But actually, I will say one thing about it. And it may take me a moment to discuss all of it and articulate it, but I want to make sure I do. Um, It's kind of less about the Met Gala specifically and more about Marilyn Monroe, but hear me out. So Kim Kardashian wore one of Marilyn Monroe's iconic dresses to the Met Gala just for the red carpet. She then changed into a replica. Um, but of course, people had some thoughts about Kim K wearing one of Marilyn's dresses, and it was almost comical. I mean, some of these people on Facebook were like blowing a gasket. <laughs> um, you know, first, I will say I don't condone Kim Quote unquote, starving herself to fit into the dress. But let's be honest, she was working with a dietitian and a trainer. You know, she had a nutritionist. Um, she was under the care of a doctor. Actors do it all the, t- the time for roles. So I'm not saying it's right, but I'm sure she lost the weight in a safe manner and that her dietary restrictions and intense workouts were just temporary. Um, that's just my guess. But if you're upset about that message being sent, I get it. Like, I totally get it. Okay. I don't condone that type of thing or think it's sustainable or necessarily a healthy idea to practice, even if it's done in a healthy way that's under the supervision of doctors, nutritionists, trainers, etc. So feel however you want about that. Like, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm going to address the rest, though. So I love Marilyn Monroe. I'm one of those gals. I've always collected Marilyn Monroe stuff. I used to have all her movies on VHS. I used to like have my dorm room decorated with Marilyn Monroe posters and stuff. I've always liked her. Um, I even was Marilyn Monroe for Halloween one year. Um, So I love her. I have always been interested in her story. I think there's like a lot of conspiracy there and it goes pretty deep. Um, and I've always respected her legacy, but I got to say, I'm just like LOLing at people in these Facebook comments and Instagram comments acting like Marilyn was some saint, you know, or this classy, upstanding, angelic woman. First of all, like who defines what classy even is? What an archaic and arbitrary word. Secondly, how many of these people have actually even seen any of her movies? Like, are they actual fans of Marilyn Monroe, or do they just like all of the cute Marilyn Brandon merchandise and all the so-called empowering quotes online that are often made up and misattributed to her and aren't even quotes that she ever said? Um, You know, it's almost, it's just, it's funny to me. Um. And I I know in some ways she's a symbol of sexual freedom and sexual empowerment and, and a positive body image and all of that. But I don't know if she was some feminist icon like people like to ascribe to her. Um, I, I don't know if that necessarily is the case. I mean, she lived in a very misogynistic time and – Uh, was likely a product of her time. Um, And again, I'm not putting her down or being dismissive of her and her legacy. I'm just saying, I think a lot of meaning and a lot of labels and titles and things are bestowed upon and ascribed to Marilyn Monroe. Um, Sometimes, you know, in a way that's maybe misguided. Um, But I got to say, like, I just, I don't want to burst bubbles, but even though I think she was beautiful and cool and talented and kind of badass, like, and I, and I think she was more intelligent than people give her credit for, and I like her, but I, I don't think Marilyn Monroe was a saint or, you know, what people would call real or call a girl next door. <laughs> so the fact that people try to act like those things are true is just weird to me. She embodied a lot of the things that people hate about Kim Kardashian so the hypocrisy just runs deep on this one. Marilyn was known for being sweet but vain, just like Kim. In her time, Marilyn was not actually considered an overly talented actress by her contemporaries. Um, I mean, she won awards and stuff, but she wasn't necessarily respected or taken seriously as much as she should have been. Like Kim, Marilyn Monroe posed nude. Like Kim, Marilyn Monroe was married multiple times. Like Kim, Marilyn Monroe was seen as a sex symbol. And like Kim, Marilyn actually had an intellectual studious side that people didn't often see. Like Kim, Marilyn promoted what many at the time considered to be unrealistic body standards. Oh, and she had plastic surgery. So another LOL to people saying Marilyn was all natural and Kim isn't. Marilyn Monroe also famously said she belonged to the media and the public. Sound familiar? Sounds like Kim to me. Sure, Kim Kardashian came from privilege and Marilyn uh, certainly did not. And Kim has admittedly had some sketch business practices. Now, when I say Kim, I mean her brand, her company. I don't know if it's her per se, but there's some questionable things there. But like beyond that, I mean, they've probably have, they probably have more things in common than haters want to acknowledge. Someday Kim Kardashian will have the benefit of post Thomas admiration, and you know she'll sadly have post Thomas fame and respect, and people will forget all about, you know, how they absolutely bashed her and tore her down at every opportunity, kind of like people did with Marilyn. And people tend to forget that Marilyn was actually considered a slut by her contemporaries, by and large. Um, people forget that she did drugs. And no judgment here either way against either woman, but Kim notoriously stays away from drugs and barely drinks. If you're going to compare them, I mean, you've got to acknowledge all the facts. People forget that Marilyn slept with multiple married men. And yeah, Kim has been married multiple times, but there's no evidence of her ever being the other woman. Uh, Marilyn slept with producers for roles, and I'm not faulting her for that or blaming her for that. Um, She was a product of her time, and it still happens in Hollywood today. We all know about the casting couch. I'm not putting her down for it, but I'm just saying that a lot of the people that judge Kim Kardashian would judge her for doing that very same thing. And again, I'm not judging Marilyn for this, but she had mental health problems. She had issues with addiction. She was broken and abused, allegedly, you know. So all I'm saying in pointing this out is admire Marilyn if you want. But A, acknowledge her flaws and her faults. She was human. And I'm a fan of her. But if you're If you're going to incessantly pit women against each other for no reason other than to be toxic, then at least be real. At least acknowledge the whole picture and all the facts. Marilyn had demons, but don't we all? You know, she was just human. She was only human, just like Kim Kardashian and just like all of us. And listen, I'm sure if Marilyn was alive, she probably would not care if Kim wore her stupid dress for some photos. Because you know what else they have in common? According to many, they are both very kind women. Marilyn was known for being kind and sweet. And whether people want to believe it or not, Kim is also known for being very kind. And I got to add this fact too. I mean, yes, the dress is a piece of history. It's an archival piece, but it's just the dress. It's just a dress that an actress wore once, a dress that a museum lent to a different celebrity to wear to a museum fundraiser. It's not the holy shroud of Turin, <laughs> you know, and your cups of Haterator are running over. So try lifting people up for once. My thoughts on this are If you want to be mad about it, be mad at Maryland's estate for selling the iconic dress in the first place or be mad at the museum for lending it out. Why be mad at Kim? Many women and girls and other people who identify in other ways would absolutely jump at the chance to wear something of Maryland's. I mean, come on, who wouldn't? At any rate, as many of you know, I actually like Kim Kardashian, and because I have more pressing things to worry about in life, I wasn't bothered at all by the stupid dress debacle. But let's be honest, if anyone is a modern-day Marilyn Monroe, it is the legendary Miss Britney Spears, and rumor has it, Britney is actually distantly related to Marilyn. Also, so much of their pre-fame background is similar, and they really do resemble one another. If you Google side-by-side photos of Marilyn compared to Britney, it is amazing. Now, I do hope Brittany's story ends less tragically. Uh, And I do have some thoughts on Brittany right now, a lot of them, and we're definitely going to circle back to that later in the episode. But for now, um, some more celebrity gossip and some other things, uh, and then we will get back to Miss Brittany. Um, I also wanted to ask for you to just excuse me if I'm at all stuffy or raspy sounding or nasal sounding or distracted. I, as I said, am still uh, recovering from COVID. I'm I'm testing negative at this point, but you know, uh, not necessarily on my A game just yet. And so full transparency there, just a little disclaimer. On to celebrity news and gossip. Uh, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker got married, um, which is awesome. Congrats. Good for them. I like them as a couple. Uh, They had like three wedding ceremonies and personal opinion here, while her veil and the setting for the wedding in Italy was absolutely stunning, I kind of hated all of her dresses, to be honest. Now, I thought the wedding vibe and aesthetic in Italy was gorgeous and Courtney's look. I mean, I don't know. Other than the veil, her look just wasn't doing it for me. The wedding itself was very pretty. The veil was amazing. Um, Kim and Chloe looked great. You know, the whole vibe and aesthetic was like vampy, Catholicish, Italian, goth kind of dark Victorian romance vibes, kind of, you know, a vampire kind of Catholic slut vibe, you know, and I, I get what they were going for. And it was beautiful just from that aesthetic perspective, but I can't get past her dresses for both that one and the, the LA marriage certificate ceremony. I mean, I liked her look better when she and Travis did the the Vegas wedding with the Elvis impersonator, you know, her dresses just for um, the LA and the Italy wedding festivities. They were just ugly in my personal opinion. I know they were designer. That doesn't mean they're cute or pretty, you know, or memorable. They just weren't flattering from my perspective. And while I, I know and I I get that they were custom-made. They were couture. Uh, To me, they looked cheap. They looked like Halloween costumes. That said, Courtney herself is, of course, still beautiful. She's stunning and she seems very happy. And so I'm very happy for them. And I'm also loving the new Kardashians show on Hulu. I like it a lot better than Keeping Up with the Kardashians on E! Um, And I gotta say... Pete and Kim, they're still super cute as well. And I personally feel like they're in love. And that whole thing has taken me by surprise because early on, I definitely thought it was a publicity stunt, a PR relationship. And now I think it might be the real deal. And I've never seen Kim look so happy and glowing and carefree and in love. Um, So that's really cute to see. I have made it no secret that I'm a fan of both of them. Um, I've probably actually already said that even in this episode, but I always like to see people thriving, happy, healthy, in love, you know, uh, and and happiness doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in a relationship, of course, um, but it is cool, you know, uh, as someone who is kind of a romantic at heart, it is is cool to see people find their their love and maybe it's happily ever after for them. I don't know. But for the time being, I think Kim and Pete are very, very cute together. And as I've said before about him, uh, you know, I, I at first didn't get it, but now I get it. I think he's kind of cute too and likable. And, um, you know, obviously uh, celebrity crushes mean nothing, but he would be on my little celebrity crush list, I think. Um Anyway, what else? Um, oh, Taylor Swift gave a fabulous commencement speech at NYU where she earned an honorary doctorate in the arts. And all these weirdos and haters and trolls online are saying, oh, she's not a real doctor. Like, really? You think? <laughs> I mean, do you think, think she's like manning the ER or operating on people? I, I just don't understand people sometimes. I mean, a lot of artists and celebrities get honorary degrees for their accomplishments and achievements in any given field. It's field work. It's they're they're doing the thing without doing the schooling, and whether or not that's fair, you can debate it. But it's not new. It's not new to to get an honorary degree uh, or an honorary you know PhD. And to pretend someone like Taylor Swift doesn't deserve it or doesn't work hard is just silly, in my opinion. Uh, she deserves recognition, and to incessantly bash her is old and tired. I think we're all kind of over it. It's not cool anymore. It's not like a unique take. Um, but yeah, speaking of New York and you know Taylor Swift, just because Taylor and Harry have been linked in the past, uh, I tried to get tickets for Harry Styles' temporary residency in New York City at Madison Square Garden, and it was nearly impossible. All the nights sold out in seconds and people are scalping tickets for starting at like 800 bucks for nosebleed, peanut heaven seats, uh, or seats in the house were like 700, $800. Um, so I'd love to go, but I don't know if it's going to happen for that reason. Um, if anyone can find semi-affordable tickets, even if it's just a single, I'll go solo. Let me know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, his new album, Harry's house is amazing like I don't think he gets enough credit as like a true actual artist, songwriter, rock star. Um truly from start to finish it's a masterpiece. And I don't think people give him enough credit just because he got his start in a boy band. And I personally was not a One Direction fan. I think maybe I'm a little too old. I missed that boat, um to be honest with you. I don't even know how One Direction got their start. I think they were from one of those reality shows. Um and so again that might be a reason maybe he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but I am definitely a fan of Harry Styles the solo artist. Um he's for sure one of my top favorite artists and I think he's mega talented. He deserves all the accolades, the awards and acclaim that are coming his way. Um he is also on my celebrity crush list. Uh I just hope I do get to see him perform live sometime. I had tickets to his concert last summer, but couldn't go due to side effects from a surgery I had. So that was a bummer. Uh, Speaking of Harry Styles, as well, I saw some commentary online this week that um, Mick Jagger made some sort of snarky remarks regarding the constant comparisons between Harry Styles and himself. And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, Not that he said what he said, and I I don't even remember exactly what he said, Um, uh, but it was more people's reaction to it. And I've learned that a lot of times that is what annoys me more. It's not the thing that the celebrity is doing or saying per se. It's typically the way people are responding to it. That just annoys me so much. Um, And as we speak, I'm trying to pull up the actual comment that Mick said, and then I'll let you know, um, you know, how people were were responding. Um, Okay, so uh, the headline, just brief cursory Google search, uh, People magazine headline says, Mick Jagger dismisses Harry Styles comparisons. He just has a superficial resemblance to my younger self. He doesn't have a voice like mine or move on stage like me. Um, that is what Mick Jagger said. Well, first of all, um, to deny that there is a physical resemblance um, and a a resemblance in terms of like stage presence and mannerisms, to deny that's strange to me because it seems fairly obvious. Um, but that part aside, uh, and and I don't think that Harry's, uh, that uh, Mick Jagger is being a hater towards Harry Styles. I think maybe his comments sort of got misconstrued or taken out of context or are lacking context. Um, but, but at any rate, uh, the way people responded was what bugged me, as I said all these people were like, well, in 60 years from now, you know, no one's going to know who Harry Styles is and he can't hold a candle to Mick Jagger, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, first of all, you can't really compare the Rolling Stones and Harry Styles. Uh, They're not contemporaneous, meaning they're not contemporaries of one another. Um, And one's a band, one's a solo artist. Um, And uh, the thing is, Harry Styles is very successful in his own right. He just broke a ton of records uh, this week. And um, he is both critically acclaimed and respected while also being wildly popular and commercially successful. So uh, to pretend that, you know, uh, he might not be relevant in the future seems short-sighted. The thing is, uh, the people right now who are saying that he's nothing compared to Mick Jagger or the Rolling Stones, they're not going to be the ones who are necessarily around in 40, 50, 60 years to talk about the artistic value of any given artist or band. You know, music trends and popularity and the popularity of individual artists it shifts and evolves with every generation. So I don't think that the Rolling Stones slash Mick Jagger are ever going to lose their respect and their icon status and their popularity, but new artists are also going to be adding, uh, added to the kind of cultural zeitgeist and the history of music and they're going to forge their own legacy. So it's like both can be true. Harry Styles is talented and popular and successful, and he probably will be remembered um, in the future uh, in terms of music and successful artists, historically speaking, in the music industry. And so why people feel the need to pit these two artists from completely different eras and different genres against each other is weird to me. It's like there's room enough, um or rather, there's enough room for, for multiple successful artists from different generations and with different types of backgrounds. And you know, <clears throat> Harry Styles is in a similar category to Taylor in that, you know, they get a lot of hate, I think, because of their age, their background, um, their fandoms, you know, the pop aspect. But they're both very talented songwriters. Uh, I think they're both respected by older artists and songwriters. And uh, a lot of the vitriol that we see is just from the fandoms online. And it's all this like tabloidy media created garbage. Uh, when in reality, from like a songwriting perspective, they're both um, respected and and successful and acclaimed. And I, I will say this until I'm blue in the face. But I don't like snobbery when it comes to music or pop culture. I think it's very narrow minded. I think beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And I think that people let genres and these imaginary boundaries and lines get in the way of being able to open themselves up and enjoy things that are outside their norm or outside the box or outside these constraints arbitrary constraints that they have you know put in place for themselves and personally I think music genres I think that whole thing is archaic because I think artists nowadays are very fluid and can kind of bounce from one genre to another Uh, I think we've seen for example Taylor Swift do that going from country to pop I think we've seen Harry Styles do that going from pop to rock Uh, Same thing with Miley Cyrus, pop to rock. Um, You know, Lizzo kind of straddles the pop, hip hop, R&B space. Um, And there's just a lot of artists out there who do it and do it very successfully. Um, And so I just don't like seeing older generations bashing younger generations for no reason. And I don't like seeing uh, talented musical artists talking trash on each other. Um, or having beef with one another over things that are vapid and, and shallow and vain and, and just silly. Um, Mick Jagger's Mick Jagger. No one's ever going to take that away from him. That doesn't mean that Harry Styles uh, does not have certain similarities to him or that Harry Styles is not successful and talented in his own right. And for what it's worth, I'm a fan of both the Rolling Stones and Harry Styles. Um, I had tickets to both of their concerts, uh, last year and could go to neither one because of a surgery complication. So unfortunately I missed both Mick and Harry when they came to my city, but maybe someday anyway. Uh, okay. The next thing I want to talk about is also pop culture related and that's the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. Excuse me while I take a sip of coffee. Um, now, I'm obviously someone who is quite into pop culture, entertainment news, celebrity gossip, all of that. But let me tell you this. I got so sick of seeing and hearing about this trial every single day. I think there's toxic energy on both sides, both Johnny Depp and Amber Amber Heard. Um, I think there's hypocrisy too, regardless of who you support. I think there's hypocrisy on both sides there. The verdict came down the other day and at the risk of over oversimplifying things, let's just say that Johnny Depp won and Amber Heard lost. Now, I don't particularly think she is a good person or a great actress. Um, some of her reactions and testimony in the courtroom were just cringeworthy. Um but anyway, I I just I got to say that I have also heard that he is no picnic either. And despite having gone to the movies with him before, which I think I talked about on this podcast in the past, I'm not exactly personally a fan of his. He's talented, but, um, you know, take him or leave him is kind of my stance. I do think in this case, she did defame him. So she defamed him and, maybe allegedly tried to defraud him and the jury agreed, okay? But it's not to say that that means necessarily that she lied about everything or that he's totally innocent or that he's some kind of saint like people are making him out to be. Um, You know, he was found guilty of certain charges in the UK and um, he does allegedly have a history, whether it's in the blind item space, or it's kind of these, you know, publicly known secrets. Um, he's had a history of like anger management problems and, you know, issues with addiction and alleged abuse and all of that. I get that she, you know, has a history too. But that's that's what I'm saying. I think no one really won here. And um, the way we consumed it was gross. Uh, Monica Lewinsky actually wrote a really, really great article on this trial and how we really, as a, as a society, kind of lost in the way that we consumed it and had no media literacy surrounding it and relied on social media and TikTok and memes to get our information about it. And um, it was a really intelligent, insightful, well-written piece if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, in my opinion they both seemed toxic or at least the relationship was. Like maybe they were toxic for each other. And just the whole trial annoyed me the way it was written about and discussed was bothersome, gross and problematic to me. Um and listen, I I think she was faking some of her histrionics and theatrics in the courtroom. I think there were crocodile tears. I don't know if that necessarily means she's lying or not. Probably she was. But can you imagine? Just imagine if she is telling the truth about at least some of it, if not all of it. And the system is, as per usual, protecting a rich, straight, famous white man. I mean, I'm just saying stranger things have happened. Do I think that she seems a little batshit for a lack of a better term, maybe a little narcissistic, maybe a little manipulative? Yes. Do I think he deserves the godlike idol worship being vomited all over my social media feed? Uh, No, I don't think there were winners or losers in this case. And here's the thing. Now women have to fight or will have to fight even harder to be believed about domestic violence, sexual assault, and rape because now all anyone has to do is point to crazy Amber Heard and evil Amber Heard and liar Amber Heard. And so like F her for setting us all back, you know, and making all victims look bad Um, and and accusers look bad. But at the same time, I got to say like I'm also glad this case shed light on the fact that men – can be victims of domestic violence and assault themselves. It's not just women that get abused. Men can be physically and emotionally abused too. And so, you know, that part is good that it brought light to that issue because there's still a weird stigma and misconception surrounding domestic violence towards men. And I want to add, too, that maybe it wasn't the case here. I don't know. This is all conjecture, opinion, speculation, alleged. Um, But sometimes people are physically and emotionally or mentally abusive or coercive or violent or manipulative to one another, you know, to one another. Um, And so maybe they were just bad for and bad to each other. I won't pretend to know the truth because I don't know either of them, but like, okay, he won good for him. Um, Let's move on. She did not come across as authentic or likable or truthful or honest. And if what she says uh, was false, you know, he deserves justice. If all the allegations against him were false, he deserves justice. I'll say that. Um, Here's something else um, that I'll just add to play devil's advocate. From my knowledge, and I could be wrong, him winning a defamation case just means she defamed him. It doesn't necessarily mean he's innocent. I, I don't know if that's true. That's just my what I gather. Um, so I just want to play devil's advocate for that fact. And I'm definitely, definitely not siding with her. So please don't read into that too much. Um, there's not a piece of me that likes her <laughs> Um. Uh, and for the most part, I don't believe her, but I also, you know, would be remiss if I didn't point out that whether or not you like somebody has no bearing on what the truth is. And I think that people not liking her really skewed the public opinion against her. And that's a shame because who knows if the trial was fair or not? People liked him, people didn't like her. And I think that that may be poisoned. The minds of the public, and who knows, maybe even the jury. Um, Just saying, there's always three sides to every story his, hers, and the truth. Hopefully, this time, truth and justice won. Um, You know, I don't wish harm upon or ill will towards either party, um, but I just can't wait till this particular news story dies down. Um, P.S. This is neither here nor there, but. In my personal opinion, uh, Johnny Depp is charming and he's witty and he's a good actor, but he's not as hot as some of you act like he is. (laughs) It's just my humble opinion. And you probably wouldn't look twice at him if you saw him in some podunk dive bar. But again, that is neither here nor there and is irrelevant to the case. Now, speaking of the court system, as I said, I would like to circle back to Brittany. So I think the last time I recorded, Brittany was newly pregnant and congrats were in order. However, Brittany sadly has announced a miscarriage since then and The floodgates of conspiracy have opened up about that and several other issues related to Britney, her mental mental state, and the conservatorship. Now, I want to be very careful in the way I talk about this because I love Britney. I feel protective over her. I genuinely care about her, which is an odd thing to say about a celebrity, I know, but I do. And I think a lot of people feel this way as we kind of collectively fret over her well-being. I also, as I talk about this and kind of work through my thoughts on it, want to be sensitive to those who have ever dealt with or are currently dealing with pregnancy loss or fertility issues or anything like that. Um, so here I'm going to be talking about Brittany specifically. You know, I'm specifically going to be discussion, discussing her situation. And so I don't want anyone to read into anything I say as like a blanket statement. Uh, And lastly, I want to try not to veer onto the side of using ableist language or ideas. Um, And that's, you know, not always easy to do. Um, Ableism runs rampant in our culture and I want to try to avoid contributing to that problem when possible. Um that said, I'm not perfect. I may run into missteps here and there in my language use. Um so I want to acknowledge that up front that it's not intentional. Um and I may make a mistake as I discuss my thoughts on Britney and so I apologize in advance and ask for some grace. Um I like Britney and like all of you, I'm not perfect and I'm only human. But okay. So I was very happy when Brittany announced her pregnancy because she's made it clear that she always wanted more kids, especially with her boyfriend, Sam, Sam Asghari. And she's always said she wanted a little girl too. So while I was being happy for her, I also had some, I don't know, not misgivings necessarily, but concerns. For one, she allegedly, supposedly suffered from severe postpartum depression and possible postpartum psychosis after her first two sons were born many years ago. She was pregnant with them back to back, pretty much consecutively in a row. Um, Secondly, something about her pregnancy announcement seemed very off and confusing. And initially, myself and some others were left wondering if she even was pregnant, if she really was pregnant or not. Um, I don't think she would fake it. I really don't. But is there a chance that her caption got misinterpreted and the media ran with it and then the horse was out of the barn and so her team decided to just go with it? Yeah, she's pregnant and then quietly announce a miscarriage later as opposed to trying to explain what are sometimes confusing, sometimes concerning, uh, sometimes barely coherent stream of consciousness type captions by Britney. Her captions have been a point of contention and concern for many, um, in the free Britney movement, in the ban movement, uh, in the general B army, Britney army, um, and, you know, people have chimed in and said she seems manic and I don't want to diagnose or speculate. I don't know. Um, but for the sake of argument, is there a chance that she writes this caption that's kind of nonsensical and and hard to decipher or interpret and people misconstrued it and the news picked it up and it was kind of too late to to go back on it and then they say there's a miscarriage for a baby that didn't exist. I don't know. It's possible. I'm not saying by any stretch that that's what's happening. I'm just putting all possible scenarios out there because these are all things that are being discussed in the fan base and among the general public. I don't think Britney would go along with that plan, but A, this is Hollywood, so it's not impossible, and B, I don't know the level of control and autonomy and say that she has currently, despite technically having been freed of her conservatorship. I don't know. I mean, I think of all the things that have gone on in Britney's life and all the things that have happened to her and nothing seems too far out of the realm of possibility at this point. Her team faking a pregnancy or opting to not shoot down pregnancy rumors, those things are not all that far out of the realm of possibility. I'm not saying I necessarily believe that's the case, of course, as I said, um, but I'm putting it out there as a potential possibility. So, okay. The other part here that people are talking about, say she was pregnant as I assumed she was and believe she was. Um, there are some dare I say valid questions about the timeline of the miscarriage and just her and Sam's demeanors and reactions and behavior after the fact. For one, Brittany was seen jet skiing on vacation. Did this cause the miscarriage, or was there no baby at that time, or were they old photos? Like what was the deal with that? Um there are. Lots of these happy-go-lucky videos of her smiling, laughing, dancing, having fun on a trip, you know, seemingly the day after and the week after the miscarriage announcement. And that's fine because everyone copes and grieves differently. But I think what people are saying is if they are current photos, she didn't seem really broken up or emotional or sad at all. And then there's this random video of her running and falling on the sand on the beach, Um, And then a caption about her bleeding on her dog and that those things, you know, pose questions. Did the fall cause the miscarriage or, you know, was the bleeding from the fall or was the bleeding from the pregnancy loss itself? I mean, just a lot of question marks and like why she chose to share that. I don't know. Um, And like, you know, just from a PR kind of perspective why was there this frenzy of these upbeat and sometimes silly and fun and goofy social media posts after such a devastating life event um not to mention Sam was flexing his muscles and posting these thirst traps and selfies and Brittany's assistant was posting these happy go lucky kind of posts too and I don't know I mean everyone mourns and grieves differently for sure and it was very early on, but no one seemed that shaken up about it or that upset about it, despite the the post that they wrote. Um, and I think what rubbed people the wrong way, maybe, wasn't necessarily that they seemed fine. It was that no one even thought to at least consider optics and how it would look to the public and, more importantly, how out of touch and tone deaf and insensitive the posts could appear to other grieving mothers or people who have experienced pregnancy loss or are going through something similar right now. So something just felt odd about all of it. Um, But again, people cope how they cope. And people do what they want to do and if Britney dancing in her living room and posting vacation latergrams and nude photos is how she wants to cope and deal that's fine by me honestly free is free and we don't get to police the freedom that we fought for her to have but we can still be concerned we we can still care you know um first off uh you know she may have been freed maybe but there's still not been any justice there has been no justice yet for her um and secondly it's like is she free i mean we have not heard or seen her actually speak live by herself like on her own since july of 2021 so it's going on a full year most of her instagram content is old and recycled or it's through kind of Sam's lens uh, or with Sam. Uh, and honestly, I I keep going back to her captions barely make sense and that's okay. But like in some of her photos, her eyes look dead and there's still this air and this eerie feeling of her being controlled or managed or handled or maybe even drugged And um, yesterday or, th- or the other day she posted and then deleted something about, hours of therapy locked in a room against her will, being forced to sit in a chair. And it felt very current. It felt like she was talking about now. We know she was held in a mental facility and forced into therapy against her will, you know, a couple years ago. But the way it was written made it seem like that was a current thing that is presently happening. And so that worried me and and many others. Something else I noticed was she posted a cartoon graphic of a middle finger, a manicured middle finger, and posted the caption, hello, yellow, with it. Hello, yellow. Now, the reason that's somewhat somewhat significant in the Britney Army is in the past, there was a whole conspiracy theory kind of thing about her wearing yellow if she was in trouble. So when she would wear yellow, it would mean that she needed help. So I don't know. Is she still being trafficked before our eyes? I don't know. Um, There's this supposed book deal and then now possibly uh, another residency at Resorts World in Vegas. Um, Don't quote me on that. That was speculated. That was reported. TMZ said it's not true, so I don't know. Um, And don't get me wrong. If I knew it was on her own free will and that she was going to profit from it personally, I'd be the first in line to both buy her book and buy tickets to her residency, but only if those things were on her term, her terms and if she was going to benefit from it. It's just, it's hard to know what she wants and what she wants to do and what she is doing and what is real. Why does she never do Instagram Live or Facebook Live videos? Are these captions and these nude photos really her doing? I don't care if she poses nude at all, but like, is someone trying to make her look bad because some people do have a problem with it. And a lot of people are pointing these fingers now and saying, she's crazy. Look at all these rambling captions. Look at all these nude pictures. Um, again, I don't care if she poses nude, but I'm just saying like, is this in an effort to make her look bad or quote unquote crazy? And if she's free, why can't she at least let us know somehow that she is free and she is safe? She always says she loves her fans and that she's aware of the free Britney movement and all of that. So like, why not just set people's minds at ease and do a little live and just let us know, you know, that she's okay. I don't want her to do anything she doesn't want to do or anything that she doesn't feel comfortable doing. And she doesn't owe me or any of us anything at all, you know? but I'm just saying it would, it would really be awesome if she, if she did do that. Um, but I know we're not entitled to that, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of her new assistant. Um, there's some weird links to Sony there and Sony, that's a whole thing. If you want to go down that rabbit hole about Sony and Britney and Michael Jackson and, and so many different things. So I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what to make of the assistant. I used to like and trust and believe Sam and root for Sam. Oh, but that's a whole thing. Um, my feelings on him fluctuate daily. I read that he lied about being a cop, that he lied about his football scholarship and some other things. Um, so there's just some question marks about him and his intentions and a lot of question marks about uh, how him and Brittany actually met, like what was the timeline? What were the circumstances? How did that happen? Um, then this GQ interview came out with him that on the surface, it seemed fine and it seemed like a flattering interview. He seems like a, a nice guy, if not a little egotistical. Um, but he seemed fine, uh, but reading into it a little deeper, there were just some things that didn't sit right with a lot of readers. Um, And it was primarily the way he talked about Britney and the way he talked about materialistic things and all of that. Um, But yeah, so I just don't know what to make of him. There's a lot of people that are very anti-Sam. There's a lot of people that are very pro-Sam. I'm somewhere in the middle. I, you know, as I said, with like the Johnny Depp thing, I don't know the guy. So I'm not going to make, too harsh a judgment call, but I understand why people's antennas are up and why, you know, they're spotting red flags and why the hairs in the back of their necks are standing up, you know, um, not even necessarily specifically with Sam, but just with the whole situation. The other part is that a lot of the teams surrounding Brittany right now are still the pre-conservatorship and mid-conservatorship people. So they're still the same people. So how do we know who to trust or what is real or how free she is? Now, Dumois said she's like a million percent free or something like that. But I don't know. Um, Fee, her former assistant, we all know Felicia, um, Felicia Collada, um, she liked a comment of someone saying that friends and family couldn't get a hold of Britney or something like that. Um and then Lance Bass, you know, uh formula- formerly of NSYNC, someone who has been friends with Britney and her family, um he said that there's still a wall up around her. Now the wall might be cuz Lance kind of stuck up for Jamie Lynn Spears during all that sister drama. Um but While that would make sense, a wall being up for other reasons could be concerning. And with so many of the same players still surrounding her, I don't know, it just doesn't feel great. Like I wish she would have cleaned house, fresh start after the conservatorship was terminated, get a whole new team, move, get a whole new house, fresh start, all of that. And I think she has been house hunting, but I don't know. The fact that she is still in that house is strange to me. Um... Again, like, is she fully in control? Because she has said she's wanted to move. So I don't know. Um, yeah, so I don't think she would fake a pregnancy or a miscarriage. I don't think that. Um, she would probably be able to let us know if something was still wrong. I would hope, but I don't know. I just don't know what to think about it anymore. So let's take just. Take the pregnancy and miscarriage stuff out of it and just look at the free Britney stuff alone. So here are some possible scenarios, uh, which I'm going to present without bias, without judgment. I'm not saying whether I believe these things one way or another. They're just a few scenarios out of many potential possibilities. First one, Britney's fine. Britney is free and healthy and taking care of her mental emotional well-being um, she's always been a little quirky, a little eccentric, a little kooky. Um, she's acknowledged that she's a goofball. She's called herself a dork. Um, <clears throat> and she's an artist. She's a creative person. And, you know, so maybe these Instagram captions, you know, are her stream of consciousness thoughts, these tangents that are from a an artistic, creative mind and nothing more, nothing less, you know. Um Given the conservatorship and her lack of freedom in the past decade plus, um, social media is new to her still, relatively speaking. And so maybe she's still figuring out what the norm is in terms of content and captions and all of that. Um, She's also always been comfortable posing nude. So is it really a concern? I mean, if you weren't concerned about her posing topless when she was like 17, why do you care so much now? The time to be, like, concerned about it was probably then when she was being oversexualized as, you know, someone that wasn't even 18 yet. Um, and also, like, why can other celebrities like Hillary Duff, for example, pose nude and it's applauded, uh, but Britney doesn't and she's ridiculed or called crazy. Now that she's free, we don't get to tell her what to do, how to live, what to say or how to be, you know. Um, another scenario uh, would be Brittany's free, but not necessarily well. So, in this scenario, um, we would consider that maybe certain aspects of the conservatorship were, in fact, necessary. Um, of course, no one deserves to be surveilled secretly and have human rights and civil rights stripped away. Um, No one deserves to have their personhood under the law taken away from them or be forced to work against their will. Um, No one deserves to be trafficked or abused. Um, But is there something deeply wrong with her on a diagnostic, therapeutic, medical level in terms of her mental health? Was the conservatorship as messed up and strict as it was also in some ways helping? Was it perhaps in sometimes misguided or inappropriate ways helping to keep her safe and healthy and well? It seems like she's overspending again. Allegedly, people are concerned about her Instagram posts being manic. Should we be concerned? I don't know. And when I say she's not well, that could mean any number of things. Um, I'm not going to speculate on a specific diagnosis. But I will share with you what has been shared and speculated before. So the things that have been put out there, aside from the postpartum and aside from anxiety that she has talked about having, would be potentially allegedly bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. Um, or, you know, here's the other thing. Maybe it's not that she has a mental health issue. Maybe she is just neurodivergent. Um, you know, uh, that's something that's been thrown out there before as well. Maybe she's on the autism spectrum or has Asperger's. Um, maybe she's just neurodivergent. Maybe this is not a mental health crisis. Um, maybe it's more about her not grasping or understanding certain cues um, you know in terms of like what would be socially appropriate on social media, for example I don't I don't know. It's something that's been mentioned. What we do know is she lives with anxiety. she has shared that before. We also know that she, either is or has been in therapy before. What we don't know is how seriously she takes therapy, how open she is to it. She seems to be very biased against it. She's done skits and made comments and things that would allude to the fact that she doesn't like therapy. And she has also said that she would prefer to take things to God than to go to therapy or take medication. So take from that what you will and do what you want with it. That could be a cause for concern. Maybe not. We don't know if something is wrong with her medically or mentally, emotionally, whatever. Um, Again, just putting it out there that that's a possibility too, that she's free, but not necessarily well from a mental health perspective. Another scenario. She is not free. The conservatorship was terminated on paper, but there are still people controlling her and her life. Maybe her dad has been removed from the situation, but there's others that still kind of have their talons in her, are still basically keeping her a prisoner like she was for 13, 14 years. So in this scenario, Brittany is not free. We don't know if she is safe. We don't know if she is well. We don't know if she is happy. We don't know which posts are from her. We don't know how aware she is of her social media, and what is being shared. We don't know if any photos or videos are taken against her will or she's being forced to do anything. We don't know. In this scenario, we don't know about her well-being. In this scenario, she's potentially still being trafficked, controlled, abused, exploited, drugged, whatever, allegedly. Um, This scenario really scares me. And I hope it's not the case. I hope she's free and happy and healthy and well and safe. The truth probably lies somewhere in the gray area, in the middle of all of these scenarios. I think she's free, but maybe not fully. Or I think she's technically free and she believes she's free, but that's from her perspective that's been very sheltered for most of her life. And that maybe from outsiders looking in, maybe she still isn't quite as free as she should be or deserves to be. I don't know. I think she deserves freedom but needs support still. My personal belief is that she's dealing with some mental health issues and that's fine. That doesn't mean that she can't have a happy, fulfilling, thriving, productive, wonderful life, you know. Um so I say that without judgment. Um, and I do root for her happiness and success and want her to have autonomy and freedom. But at the same time, I still worry about her. I think the situation is complicated and always changing. And a lot of it is very unsettling. Um, something about all of it right now feels disturbing and dark to me. Um, kind of like it did during the era of when she was forced into the mental facility against her will and the free Britney movie movement uh, really got under the way. Uh, Hopefully nothing like that's going on again. Um, But nonetheless, my heart breaks for her, you know, Um, one constant truth about Britney is that by all accounts, you know, she has a heart of gold. She's kind and polite. She's humble, very humble. Um, a hard worker and just like a pure soul, pure of heart. Um, So I hope she's not being taken advantage of. She's smart, but she's been sheltered, you know? And I also hope that she is working to maintain her mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health and wellness. Personally, I also kind of wish someone would encourage her to not post videos with like dog poop on the floor behind her and that she would stop like pulling her shorts down in every video because those things just aren't helping with public perception. Um, she's free to do those things. Um, and it's not my place to give those opinions or to say that because she is a grown woman. She's an adult. She's wildly successful. She's iconic. You know, she deserves to make the choices she wants and have the freedom she deserves. Regardless of the outcomes and consequences that may follow, um, you know, freedom doesn't necessarily mean freedom from consequences. And so I just hope she has people in her life who are supporting her in a good way, in a way that lets her have autonomy and freedom and be in the driver's seat while also making sure her best interests are looked after and that her overall well being is being cared for, you know? And hey, if she doesn't want to be concerned with her public image, that's her prerogative. Like, good for you, girl. You do you. Um, I'm just kind of looking at it from like a, a little bit of a PR perspective, you know. Um, and also, I'm looking at it as someone that's just concerned. And hopefully, I'm overreactive. Uh, sorry, overreacting or being too negative or reading into things too much. And she's fine, and all is well. Um, regardless condolences do go out to her and Sam um, for the apparent loss of their baby and I hope if they desire to get pregnant again soon that it happens for them sooner rather than later and without any problems complications or bumps in the road it's hard because on one hand I say live and let live she's like 40 years old she's given us enough leave her alone she can do what she wants on the other hand as a fan who genuinely cares, I'm worried for her. You know, I can't help it. Um, anyway, speaking of letting people post what they want to, celebrities get so much hate for every little thing. We've talked about that before. And while this is a wildly unpopular opinion, I don't think that filters and photo editing and things like that are bad in moderation and when appropriate. Like, cool, brighten the picture if you want, boost the color, smooth out your cellulite, remove a zit, Add some dog ears or sparkles or whatever, but when every picture is over edited to the point of no recognition, and you're looking 15 years younger and 20 pounds slimmer, or if you have this goal of like passing yourself off as someone you're not, then it's a problem. Um, you know, uh, and I think a lot of celebrities get crap for using filters, but you know who cares? The only time that I get really Confused by it is like, I don't know if you're filtering every picture to the point of no recognition. I mean, people are going to see you in real life and know that you don't look like that in person. So that part I don't get. But overall, in my opinion, filters or whatever Photoshop isn't inherently a bad thing, and it largely depends on your reasons for using it, your mental health, and so on. And so, let people use the filters if they want. Let people edit pictures if they want. Um, you know, I don't think that's the biggest problem in our society right now. And and same with Britney. Let her post what she wants. I mean, let's assume she's safe and healthy and well and happy and let her do her thing, you know. Um. And lastly, before we go, I got to say that despite not liking Tom Cruise, I do want to see the new Top Gun movie. So once I see that, I will report back on it. Um, I'm also super excited to see the upcoming Elvis Presley biopic starring, um, I'm blanking on his name. I think Austin Butler, um, really excited for that Elvis movie though. Um, and I want to take a second to bid farewell to this is us. Yes, it was a saccharine sweet, super emotional show, but man, I'm going to miss it so much. What a wonderfully written, well-acted, well-done TV series. Yeah, some moments or seasons or storylines dragged on or got boring, but overall, it regularly tugged at the heartstrings. The actors did a phenomenal job, and the way the writers tied everything together week after week and season after season was honestly impressive. I mean, I would go so far as to say from a writing perspective, it was pretty uh, awe-inspiring. And I am a writer, so I kind of view it through that lens. and I noticed all the little subtle nuances in the writing and and the themes and the symbolism and the, the way everything connected, it was just really, really cool. Very well done. So I'm very sad to see that show go. Um, that was one of the hardest series finales to me. Um, every once in a while a show kind of gets you and you feel sad to say goodbye to it. And this is us was definitely one of those shows for me. Um, I will say, I think the series finale was well done. It was poignant, tasteful, fitting, and it made sense. You know, it it was in theme. I got it. It made sense. It, it didn't jump the shark, you know. So uh, kudos to the This Is Us writers, and thank you to them, really, and to the cast and the entire team for making that wonderful show happen. Uh, this was us, and it will be so very missed that's all for today's episode. So next time I think we'll probably talk a little bit more about some of my unpopular opinions as well as summertime birding and more conspiracy theories. And if any other news happens between now and then, I'll be sure to cover that as well. Um, So I'll see you then. And I thank you as always for tuning in. Have a good one.